0: Eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. See DKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Sadly, by the way, my last day here on the gorgeous DraftKings set at the Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row, I will be flying back tonight on the Red Eye, so tomorrow's episode with greg cosell will be a little bit later than it normally is because i got to get back to my house although all the shows have been dropping a little bit later this week because i'm out here in mountain time zone did not know by the way arizona was mountain time zone hand up i gotta admit that i did not know that arizona was mountain time zone we are presented of course by DraftKings. we'll have new spread the word winners sponsor confirmation email winners on Friday, so many good sponsors this week. Labat Blue, yummy. Peloton, which is actually awesome. You drink the Labat Blue at night, then you work out on your Peloton the next day. That's how that works. Uh, we'll have the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I already said it earlier in the week. I'll say it again. It's essentially mandatory, if you've never checked out our YouTube page, to go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL this week just to see this amazing setup that they have for me here at the Super Bowl. It is incredible. You can also check it out on the clips that Jack posts at Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL on the various social media platforms. So excited for today's guest. We got Fran Duffy from the Philadelphia Eagles. So Friday we had Brandon Thorne breaking down the O-line, D-line for the Super Bowl. Monday, we had Brett Coleman. That was a little bit more talking about some of the skill guys. Yesterday, we got the Kansas City flavor. Today, we'll go hardcore with a Philly guy. Tomorrow, it'll be Greg Cosell. And then Friday, I kind of have a uh, potpourri of guests for Friday, including maybe the key player in the Super Bowl will be on the show on Friday. He might be the single most important player to the outcome of the game he'll be on on friday very very much looking forward to that before we get to fran i do want to make sure i mentioned it earlier you all know that peloton makes bikes there's so much more than that you need to change up your workout routine i'm a huge believer in that you can't just keep doing the same thing all the time what do they call that body confusion or muscle confusion? get some strength training in. get some interval training in. get some boxing get some yoga peloton has instructors for all of those classes they also have all kinds of different length of workouts 10 minute power walk 30 minute endurance ride love the music i always listen to the music as my wife is walking on her peloton treadmill she loves it sometimes she just does the 10 minute power walk other times she'll do like a 30 minute walk try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial it's new members only it's not available in remote locations you can see additional terms at one home dash another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help As promised, we are joined by honestly not only a good friend of mine, but one of the best in the business. I wish every team had a Fran Duffy. You can check him out on social media at Eagles XOs. He is as good as anybody I know at breaking down the tape and actually shows his work, shows the video on the Eagles Awesome YouTube page, on his social media. It is invaluable for me as a guy that does the Eagles pregame show and a bunch of stuff in Philadelphia market during the week. I could not live without Fran. Fran, basically, Fran, you take me back to, like, high school and college where, like, I would go and like I'd see these smart kids in class. I'd be like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Jenny, Jenny, can I borrow your notes? Can I borrow your notes? And and they would let me borrow their notes. And I'd be able, you know, I'm not going to do as well as Jenny. I'm not going to get an A or an A plus. But if I just read Jenny's notes, I can get an A minus. You are my you are my modern day Jenny, uh, Fran. You're the person that does all the work so that I can get the Cliff Notes version. By watching all your clips, reading all your stuff, and then feel pretty knowledgeable about it. I hope that makes you feel good. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, you know, Jenny's like one of my least favorite characters in cinema, if we're talking like uh, Farce Gump. But I think when you look at, uh, you know, you look, you were surrounded by a lot of quality students at the Princeton University. So uh, to be included in that group is definitely a compliment.
0: <laughs> no, in, in all sincerity, Fran, the, the videos are amazing. Um, I think every team should have a guy. Do you know offhand, Fran, how many teams have, have, a, have a Fran Duffy type? And, and what I mean by that is someone that is basically kind of like a Greg Cosell, an in-house Greg Cosell breaking down the video, but then it's almost like you your video clips, Fran, it's like your own personal NFL matchup show. It's like your own personal Eagles matchup show.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's, it's awesome. That's one of the things that I was really blessed with early when I first started here. And, we're, you know, this is my, this was my 12th season uh, with the Eagles full-time. And so, um, you know, they really allowed me to kind of carve out my niche and find a role, and certainly that has been with X's and O's content, and and there aren't a lot of people, uh, you know, in this role around the other 31 teams. But uh, it was very blessed a long time ago to be given that niche to be able to carve this out, and um, yeah, it's it's worked out since then. We you know we've been doing now uh, 12 years of Eagles game plan, which is basically an Eagles version of, of NFL matchup, uh, and you know just focusing in on the opponent each and every week. It's been a, a lot of fun, and you know we learned a lot of football along the way.
0: Yeah, you absolutely need to check out Eagles game plan as well as the Eagles Eye in the Sky podcast and the Journey to the Draft podcast, all absolutely excellent. One of the things I want to start with, uh, Fran, is something that Greg actually talked about last week here on the Ross Tucker Football podcast, and it's just the multiplicity of the Eagles offense. You've done a really good job of showcasing this in some of your videos, just the bind that the Eagles are able to put defenders in when I watch those videos or I watch the Eagles at times friend, I really don't know what the backside off the ball linebacker is supposed to do. I mean, they're really putting him in a position, correct me if I'm wrong, where he almost can't be right. Can you kind of verbalize that for people that haven't had a chance to watch your videos?
1: Yeah, I guess the, that would be the, the thing from a schematic element that the Eagles do really, really well. And we all hear the term RPO, RPO, RPO. And the Eagles uh, certainly run a lot of RPOs. They were in the top five this year in terms of how often they like to run these run-pass option plays. And it's been a really effective tool for them, especially when they get into the red zone. They have been lethal for, against teams using the RPO when they get inside the 20, 25, 30-yard line. And that's because what they do is they make you cover every single blade of grass from sideline to sideline. And I'm sure I, I didn't actually catch uh, Greg from last week, but I'm sure one of the things he talked about was uh, some of the plays we saw in that NFC title game against the 49ers, where essentially you take the, one of the best defenses in football and certainly one of the best back sevens in football when you look at the impact Fred Warner can have uh, on, on a defense. I think when you look at uh, the way that the Eagles operate, it's like, okay, well, there are three threats on any of these RPO calls. You either have the handoff to the back, and we know the Eagles are dominant at the point of attack From an offensive line standpoint, Miles Sanders is explosive. Kenny Gainwell has been their leading rusher each of the last two games here in the postseason. And then Boston Scott always seems to find his way to the end zone. But that offensive line is just so dominant at the point of attack. So we say, okay, you've got the threat of just the basic run game. Then you've got Jalen Hurts the ability to keep the ball and win on the backside but then you also have to respect whatever, our, whatever pass option they have on the backside of that play. So maybe it's a slant to A.J. Brown in that game against San Francisco. It was the bubble screen to Dallas Goddard. It might be a fade ball to Devontae Smith, but whatever that route is on the backside, you've got to account for that as well. And so schematically, from a pure X's and O's standpoint, there are three different options that you have to make sure that you account for. And if you are one of those guys that's kind of caught in that bind are you going to cover A or are you going to cover B? If you cover a B, all right, we're, we're happy to go to the other side and we're going to go to wherever you don't have the numbers. And so that's been one thing that has really stood out just watching this team week in and week out this season. But then, Ross, it's not just the X's and O's. It's the Jimmys and the Joes with this as well, right? Because when you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, just as pass-catching weapons, well, now we're, we're, wherever you you you're leaking, wherever you're lacking defensively, that's where we're going to go over and over and over again. And I think that's where you start leaning into uh, Nick Siriani and Shane Steichen, the, the game planners, the, orca, the architects of this offense and say, you know what? We are willing to spam the same plays over and over and over. If they're, we're going to keep running it until you stop it. And that's something I think we'll see here in this football game on Sunday.
0: Totally agree, and I love that they do that. Fran, when they just start running inside zone, play after play after play, and they're knocking the other team back, I love it. I mean, I I thought actually in the Niners game that they probably could have... Running even more they elected on some opportunities to try to take those shots down the field with some of the go routes on the sideline and I give the Niners corners credit they defended those plays well otherwise the game could have gotten out of hand even more but they were running it so I mean weren't the Niners like the number one run defense and some of those holes now early in the game it was interesting early in the game the Niners were running it down they were doing a pretty good job but as the game wore on boy they were just pounding them
1: And that's the thing is you started getting into some things formationally that the Eagles were doing to try and get the numbers to their side on the play side of those runs where, you know, maybe you're putting three receivers to the boundary and trying to get uh, some of those second and third level defenders away from the direction of the run. And that's where the, the chess match kind of went back and forth there between the Eagles offense and the 49ers defense. But again, that's what, you know, I think ultimately when you look at, you know, essentially option football in college, it can be a great equalizer, right? That's why you see Army and Navy and the service academies run a lot of option football because it can be a great way to raise the floor of your offense and match up against a more talented defense. But when you do that with A-plus talent, which the Eagles have both in the trenches and from a skill position standpoint, well, now you're cooking with gas. and It's just tough to stop, and it's been a huge challenge. Whenever Jalen Hurts has been healthy, you know that, that, and that's what makes this matchup against – Kansas City, so fun. These have been the two most dominant offenses. Whenever their starting quarterbacks are in, these two offenses have been better than anybody in the NFL, and th- that's a big reason why when you look at the way that the Eagles play schematically. Fran, you mentioned
0: you've been doing this for 12 years. Uh, the Eagles coordinators are pretty darn good, aren't they? I mean, there's a reason why they're getting these head coaching interviews. They've been pretty impressive. Young guys that, to be honest, I didn't know that much about until they got these jobs But Sirianni did a heck of a job picking Steichen and Gannon.
1: Yeah, I, a lot of credit to those guys and the assistants as well, Ross. I, I think when you look at a lot of these, um, a lot of the players here on this Eagles roster, both offensively and defensively, a lot of these guys are playing the best uh, football of their career. And so you give a lot of credit not just to the to the scheme and the game plans on a weekly basis and the execution, but then also just what they put in during the week of practice, what they've done in the offseason. And you you look at linebackers coach Nick Rallis and offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland and running back coach Jamal Singleton and defensive backs coach Denard Wilson, right? All of these guys have done such a great job of being able to connect with these players, realize hey, this is what this guy does well. This is what this guy doesn't do as well. We're not going to ask him to do the latter. We're going to lean hard into the former. And then obviously the, the connection part of being able to, to you know get on the same page with these guys on a personal level that shows up time and time and time again, when you see a lot of these uh, sideline interactions, you know, we post a lot of access content uh, to our YouTube page that you mentioned earlier. And it's like, you, you see those interactions on a weekly basis and it's easy to see why, you know, this team is as tight knit as they are. Okay. Let's talk
0: about um, when the Eagles have the ball, How do you think the the Chiefs are going to defend them? I mean, I know you've studied a lot. You've watched a lot of Steve Spagnuolo. um, You know what the Chiefs like to do. I actually talked about this a little bit earlier in the week with Brett Coleman. who does a good job breaking down video as well. Your thoughts on what the options are for Spags and what you think he might end up doing.
1: Well, I think it's interesting to kind of uh, differentiate the identity of a Steve Spagnolo defense this year versus what we've seen traditionally in Kansas City, where it's been much more man coverage and much more blitz in years past. Now, this year, they've got a bunch of young guys on the back end. There was a lot of turnover in that secondary. And, uh, you know, part of that, I would think that that's a big reason why we're seeing less blitz and less man coverage is now you're seeing a lot more umbrella zone, a lot more split safety defense, and a little bit less blitzing. Now, I would expect that that will carry over into this game. That said, one theme that we've seen really on a weekly basis here this year is that teams are going to blitz at a little bit more of a higher clip against this Eagles' offense than what they typically do. So I do think you're going to see some unique blitzes there from Steve Spagnuolo. I just don't think it's going to be to the the level that we've seen from him in years past. And so, um, you know, and look, playing man coverage against this Eagles' offense, that's risky business. You go back. You watched that game uh, on primetime, Sunday night football, Eagles-Packers. What was it, week 10, week 11, Ross? Uh, that's the way that they wanted to live. He said, you know what, we're going to get into sub-package. We're going to get into our dime defense. We're going to play man-to-man coverage, and we're going to heat up Jalen Hurts, and we're going to make him beat us. Well, he ran for almost 200 yards uh, as an individual in that game. He ran for over 120 uh, in the first half. And so I think when you look at Jalen Hurts, any time that you're going to try and see if you can send extra pressure at him, he's got the ability to beat you with his legs. But then also, especially in the second half of the season, he has shown a lot more willingness to cut it loose down the field and say, hey, you know what, if you're going to try and send more bodies at me, You better make sure you cover Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown because nobody has more yards this year on go balls than A.J. Brown. And Devontae Smith is not far behind him. So I think when you look at their willingness to attack downfield against the Blitz, that could be an X factor in this game. If Steve Spagnuolo decides he's going to turn the heat up on Jalen Hurts.
0: So um, the next question is, why is the Blitzing – why is Jalen Hurts running so effective against the Blitz?
1: Well, I think it's, it's kind of twofold. It depends on if it's going to be man coverage behind those blitzes or if it's going to be zone. Um, and I think you'll see a pretty, probably a mix here in this game. We've seen Kansas City at times this year use a spy. And that's going back and watching Aria. Right, well, how do they uh, defend some or more of their athletic quarterbacks on the schedule? And we've seen then go conservative and go kind of like three-man mush rush with Chris Jones as a contained player outside and rely on those guys to be able to win up front with an athletic linebacker like a Willie Gay as the spy, and then you've got a lot of bodies in coverage. Would not shock me at all if that's what we see the majority of third downs in this game. But at times, I do think you'll see some extra pressure. I think you'll see Trent McDuffie. You think you'll see Nick Bolton, right? You'll see those guys coming from the second and third level to get after Jalen Hurts. And if they're playing with zone coverage behind it, I think that's where now, if you're Jalen Hurts, you've got to be able to win with your arm. And we've seen this year that he has shown the ability, an improved ability, by the way, to be able to do that. He was not doing it at a super high rate last year in 2021. This year has gotten better. And look, the first half of the year, a lot of that those answers included the screen game. And that was a lot of Jalen's work, right? A pre-snap. Hey, you know what? It's going to be a blitz. It's going it's to be coming from the left side. Let's throw a screen into this and throw it to where the defenders aren't. right? And that was a very successful tool for them in the first half. But there was a change where I kind of noticed that line of demarcation for me was at the bye week. It was a week eight bye week. They came out in week nine against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was bombs away downfield. And you look at the games after that, a lot of the answers against the blitz were some more of those – vertical passes and they love those empty sets Ross if they feel like it's going to be a pressure situation on third down well let's go into empty because now we are making the defense declare if the if the offense is completely spread out and Jalen Hurts is in the shotgun by himself in the backfield as a defense trying to disguise anything is a moot point because the ball is going to be out too fast for that disguise to be able to work and so that's been also a really good tool for the Eagles to just kind of inject some truth serum into the defense that's something we could see in this game on Sunday too.
0: All right, so then on the other side, what will you be looking at when the Chiefs have the ball? What's the key there in your mind?
1: Well, trying to to stop... Patrick Mahomes is like a, a fuel, a fuel thing, right? I don't know that you're going to look at that and say, okay, this is going to be the antidote to trying to stop uh, number fifteen. I think at the end of the day, you understand he's the one of the best players in the league for, for you know in recent memory and really moving forward. I mean, this guy's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. So I think ultimately it's going to be about trying to limit the production, limit the explosive plays, and get off the field on third down. And when they go to third down, we know that it's all about trying to get number eighty-seven the football, Travis Kelsey, and so. So, what their plan is for Travis Kelsey will be very, very important. And to me, in this game, uh, I think this is going to be one of those that's going to go back and forth. And it's going to be all about the money downs and, and those high leverage situations red zone and third down. Can the Eagles get off the field? The Chiefs' red zone offense has been outstanding. The Chiefs' red zone defense. Not as much. They've been on the opposite end of it. So if the Eagles can get a stop or two in the red zone in this game for some some field goals instead of touchdowns and then conversely do that on the opposite side – that's something that will go a long way here in this game, trading seven points for three. Um, and a big part of that, obviously, again, is stopping Travis Kelsey. We'll get a better sense of the health of the rest of the receivers uh, as the week progresses. We don't know at this point what it looks like for Kadarius Toney. It looks like no Mikal Hardman. Juju Smith-Schuster is a little banged up, but uh, it looks like he's going to go. I think if you were able to go into this game with no Mikal Hardman and potentially no kadarius tony that takes a lot of those big motion players the eye candy players out of that offense for Kansas City and that would be a big boost here for this eagles defense as well but you and i both know that pass rush is the that that's the x factor here in this game for the eagles defense
0: Fran, i, I can't believe the numbers mahomes put up this year without tyreek hill it's crazy. I mean, for him to be able to to change his game the way i mean you know, that that's the part that's most impressive to me. I guess the Eagles have to take away the initial throws, right? they got to take away the quick throws. I, I'm guessing they want Mahomes to hold on to the ball and move around a little bit, give the pass rush a chance to get there.
1: And that's the thing, is that when, you know, it's not that – his numbers drop like big time when that happens, but that creates the best uh, way for you to succeed is like create a little bit of chaos in the backfield, force him off of his first read. And honestly, I think that's been something that the Eagles defense has done really well over the course of this year. I think a lot of people will look at the 70 sacks in the regular season and say, "D." D line, D line, D line, and they're not wrong. The defensive line is really, really good. It's a strength of this team. But you got to give a lot of love to the back seven as well, and some of the schemes that they've that they've uh, employed on the back end, some of the tools that they've used. You know, dropping defense of those edge rushers uh, into the flats to kind of take away some of those first throws. I can think back to a sack uh, against the Indianapolis Colts on third down, where Matt Ryan drops back to pass but Brandon Graham is there in the passing lane, and now you've got time for, I think it was Josh Sweat or Javon Hargrave to get home for a sack, right? When you have those kinds of plays, and you're going to change them series to series. You're going to change them week to week, but whether it's an edge rusher dropping out, a bracket coverage in the middle of the field, a safety being, you know, lining up, where you didn't expect him to maybe you're playing some sort of basic coverage that you weren't expecting whatever it is just trying to get that quarterback off his first read force him to hold the football then let your guys up front be able to get home i think that would be an area where you say okay that's a winning formula for the eagles in this game but patrick mahomes he he can create in any situation and create explosive plays in any situation so you've got to be buttoned up from snap to whistle
0: Make sure you check out this guy on social media, at EaglesXOs. His content will be fantastic. If you're an Eagles fan, it's mandatory. If you're just really into the Super Bowl, you're really into football, you have to check out Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, the Journey to the Draft podcast, which I'm on a lot and really enjoy. Obviously, a lot of you remember Fran from his college draft days as well. Eagles game plan showing the X's and O's preview of the game for those of you, obviously, in the Philadelphia area this weekend will be fantastic. Fran, thank you so much for the
1: time. Really appreciate it. Ross, appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Man, I meant what I said about Fran. He is so good. Thoroughly enjoy his breakdowns on YouTube, his videos. It is awesome. I mean, it, every team should have a guy like Fran that posts smart content, right? Like, make your fans smarter. Jack, do you, do you watch or uh, listen to Fran stuff ever?
2: I have in the past, yes, and like you said, because having been around Philly, lived here my whole life, being a big Eagles fan, he is definitely the smartest person by far when it comes to Eagles film breakdowns or just any Eagles analysis in general besides you.
0: (laughs) No, nice save there, by the way, Jack, but no, I think you might even be better than me. Speaking of better, how about Raycon earbuds? Premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Literally every day I've worked out here, whether I was doing uh, the elliptical, whether I was uh, lifting weights, I've had my blue Raycon earbuds in. I'm actually going to a Luke Bryan concert next month, so I've been prepping. You have to prepare for concerts, by the way. You don't just show up at a concert. you got to listen to music for months ahead of time so that you know the words and the songs before you go to, especially if you're not like a huge Luke Bryan fan. Anyway. It's been the Raycon earbuds that have been in my ear the entire time for all of these workouts. If you're ready to buy something that's small but will have a big impact on your commute, big impact on when you travel, big impact on when you work out, go to buyraycon.com/tucker today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com/tucker to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker.
1: Tuck
2: Chiefs cornerback, LeJarius Sneed, cleared concussion protocol.
0: Well, that's significant. Uh, Spagnolo pointed out at opening night, Monday night, how significant that would be. He's their best corner. I mean, everybody else they have is rookies. Sneed actually has some experience. He's a really good blitzer, too. So I wonder how much we see Sneed coming off the edge I think there's still a belief out there that you can affect Hurts and this Eagles offense if you blitz I expect Snead if you want to watch something during the game I expect Snead to blitz off the slot multiple times in this game really significant for the Chiefs to have him back in the
2: lineup. Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie says that Jalen Hurts has nothing left to prove in terms of getting a new contract.
0: Well, he's right. I mean, they're 16-1 and one this year with Hertz as their starting quarterback. The Eagles, for a long time, this goes back to Joe Banner, if they have a player they like, they're going to extend them basically as soon as they can because they're smart enough to realize that the cost only goes up the longer you wait. So Jeffrey Lurie's right that Hertz has earned it. They're going to pay. Now, by the way, saying that he's earned it is not the same as agreeing to a number. I'll be really curious to see if Hertz is happy with something in the forty million a year range, or if Hertz believes that he should be a resetting the market type of guy and be closer to fifty million. That'll be interesting to me to see how that plays out. One way or the other, it's very rare for the Eagles under Jeffrey Lurie to have an issue signing a guy. I mean, when, when they like a guy, they usually get that deal done, and they will, which, by the way, is also one reason why I've been telling my, fa- my buddies that are Eagles fans, enjoy this Super Bowl because Hertz is about to get paid and the Eagles have a bunch of free agents, a lot of free agents. They're not going to be able to keep all of them. A bunch of those guys are going to get big money elsewhere.
1: Tuck Stakes.
2: The NFL and DAZN partner on international NFL Game Pass deal.
0: It's pronounced DAZN. A lot of people don't know that, actually, Jack. I used to work for them. I used to come to the Super Bowl and do stuff for DAZN when they were doing other content. Look, I think NFL Game Pass is awesome. So if this ensures that our international listeners, international fans can continue to watch the condensed versions of the games, continue to watch the All-22, I think it's great. Anything that enables fans to get closer to the game And to consume it in in a different way is awesome. Speaking, by the way, of consuming, that, that wasn't even, Jack, that wasn't even intentional. That was not even intentional. Super Bowl is Sunday. There's no better way to watch that game than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light in your hand. Stock up, be the MVP of your Super Bowl party, and share a Labatt on the big day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Yum. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
2: Ducks Some coordinator news around the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers hire former Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes as their new defensive coordinator, while the Titans promote Tim Kelly to be their new OC.
0: Well, I think we knew for a while that the Titans were going to promote Tim Kelly, so that's not that much of a surprise after they moved on from downing. Although I don't know what Vrabel wanted Downing to do. I mean, you know, his hands were a little bit tied with the quarterback situation there. Wilkes obviously did a terrific job with the Carolina Panthers. And as we've come to realize, if you go to the Niners and you're a good D.C. like Robert Sala, like D'Amico Ryans, you get hired as a head coach. So I think Wilkes wants another chance. As a head coach, you didn't really get much of one out here in Arizona. One year with Josh Rosen as his quarterback. I hope Wilkes goes out to San Francisco, kills it, and gets another, another head coaching opportunity.
1: Tuck takes.
2: The Saints get permission to meet with Raiders quarterback Derek Carr while Aaron Rodgers announces he's going on a four-day darkness retreat to help make his retirement decision.
0: Well, the Saints meeting with Derek Carr is really interesting to me. I, I still don't understand why Derek is in any way facilitating a trade. I just don't see how that benefits him. The only thing I can think of is if he thinks the Raiders would be willing to stay on the hook for the $40 million and try to trade him after that. Because that's the other option the Raiders have. They could guarantee Carr's money, the $40 million on February 15th, and then work out a deal with the trading team, to take some of that obligation off. So I guess that's a possibility. And maybe that's what the, the, the Raiders are thinking. Clearly, the Saints need an upgrade at quarterback. But I hadn't been thinking about them. i had have been thinking, for whatever reason, Carolina Panthers and the Jets and some of these other teams had not been thinking about Derek Carr. As for the Aaron Rodgers thing, look, I am open to trying new things. That sounds horrible to me. Four days in darkness, uh, that sounds like my worst nightmare, but evidently people like it, and Rogers has heard good things about it. I guess the point that I would make is that, first of all, I've told you a million times that he's not retiring, but let me just say this. If he goes there and comes out and says, you know what, I'm really at peace with my career, and I'm going to retire, he should get his money back from that place. If he, if the retreat tells him to not make $60 million to play football for five months, he should go back to the retreat a second time and think it over more. I mean, he's not retiring. I, he, you know, he likes, to, he likes the attention. There's no other way to look at it at this point other than he kind of likes the conversation being about what he will or won't do. Shout outs Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, of Human Go Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Scheduler.com. It is not too late for Valentine's Day. My Front Page I think we're done here.